Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. On the Athletic Network, it's Friday, January 8th, and we're glad you're here. This is the drop, hashtag, full squad. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as occasionally, it's Taz Mellis. <laughs> hey, my occasionally friends. What's up, Tazzy? We also got the Bass Master ripping them lips, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Got the international magic man of mystery taking it to the max, Leellis. Friends. Mm. Really? Mm. Last but not least, making the magic happen is JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. You gotta like, you gotta comment, you gotta subscribe, you gotta share the show. Yesterday, nice little goal. We eclipsed 23,000 subs. So that's good. We're on our way to 25,000. Let's get there by the weekend. Let's get crazy. And then it's 50,000. Then it's 100,000. Tass, you said we get a plaque if we get 100,000 subs. Is that correct? That's right. And we all have to hold it and look shocked. You know, it's, you got yeah. to do the open <laughs> mouth. What is that? Yeah. Well, we did a, what, basically sort of a parade for the Webby trophy that we got. <laughs> so we'll do that for our 100,000 subs on YouTube plaque that we'll eventually get to with your help. So thank you so much. Keep your questions and your comments coming for the next Beach Steppin' podcast. Dropped one earlier this week. We'll have another next week. No dunks at theathletic.com. You can email in your cues and your comments. Or you can just leave your questions and your comments in the in the YouTube chat. Or you can hit us on Twitter. Whatever you want to do. We'll get them. Just Drop them in the YouTube comments as well. That's Smart. a huge help for us. The chat. We love it. We love the stream team. Everybody flowing along with us. But we also love that long-lasting content, baby. We want to see what you think of the show and what you want to see on the show. So hop in that YouTube comments. We'll toss you a thumbs up and a heart. That's a two-for-one. Oh, there you go. Uh, Speaking of YouTube, Tass, what do we need to know about today's What You Need to Know uh, mini-podcast that you already got up on YouTube and on our podcast feed? Well, what you need to know is that you can get the NBA news in under 10 minutes just like that. It's obviously not as in-depth as our show here uh but monday to friday come get your news real quick it's a good time and uh i guess what you need to know is that i'm also still on the show as as you can see i'm right <laughs> yeah. here on the daily show and yeah we're trying to get the feel of how many times i can you know do that shorter form show which uh, people should go uh, jump on and watch and and the balance of being on here as well so at least a couple times a week hopefully more and uh, i'm still around that's, yeah. that's all i wanted to say Excellent stuff. All right, well, we got tons here. 
This is a Friday podcast, so the drop is back. I mean, we got some classics. We've got Tass's Worst of the Week back in the mix. Uh, Trey, you got a top five for us. We'll, we'll end with some rapid-fire fun. I know people are going to be upset right now, so let's just address it. Tweet of the Week shout-outs, Lee. <laughs> They're back, <laughs> baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just read everyone that's in the stream team's uh, handle. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe we need a stream team shout-out, like a roll call every yeah. Friday. Just who's there? Who's there? Who's attending school? That's you know? not a bad idea. I don't think we'll maybe get to that in today's show. But if not, that's something for next Friday's uh, drop. I like that. There could <laughs> okay, be something don't, there. Don't, don't ask me to do this and then two weeks later you're screaming at me for reading up all these names. Well, okay? no, that's, what's no, that's part of our charm, <laughs> Lee. That's, you and I, that's our banter, you know? <laughs> uh, no, we got five games on last night, so we're doing five games, one thing. Uh, and the first game, we got to start with a uh, fantastic game. It was the Mavericks and the Nuggets. Luka, the dunk. Nets 38 in a near triple-double. Very, very close. As the Mavericks top the Nuggets in overtime. Big shots made in this one. Lee, get us started. Big takeaway from this victory by the Mavs. I think this was Luka's best all-round game this season. Uh, he didn't get the triple-double, which he has had but uh, in other games. But uh, he was great, I think, down the stretch and just keeping his team in it because... I went through uh, ESPN's win probability in this one, mm-hmm. and it's all Denver for like 96% of this game. It's just Denver, Denver, Denver. But the Nugget, uh, the Mavericks held on tight there and forced it to overtime. And then in overtime, they actually ran away with this one pretty comfortably. Uh, but getting to overtime, I think, was so key because Maxi Kleber hit the big three that put them up by two, and then, and then Jokic hit the tying uh, basket at the other end. But prior to that, Maxi Kleber hit two big threes as well down the stretch there and I think Luca probably sort of felt, saw that he was feeling it that night went to him and he not and he trusted him and uh and, and Maxi Kleber knocked down the three so you know you can look at a stat sheet of course for your star player but I think as well leadership comes from trusting your teammates in those big moments and finding them and going with those guys you know Luca was still the star of this game but uh why they are short-handed and I still don't have all that much confidence in the Mavericks to be a, a legit contender certainly while Porzingis is not out but Doncic just showed that he can carry a team, certainly uh, to wins like he did last night. And and again, uh, players have to feel that that star player trusts them. And I think you saw that last night. So a uh, very, very good win for the Mavericks to come back. The Nuggets, again, just another another one of those uh, games that they probably should have won. In fact, they definitely should have won. Yeah, They lose it at home. Uh, and they're going to be sort of lo- looking around on the right now and thinking like, what else do we have to do to win here? Because they're just not playing great, consistent basketball right now. And the Mavericks, they've rattled off three in a row. And uh, again, without Porzingis, he's hes supposed to be back soon. They're a little bit shady there on exactly when he's coming back. But uh, Doncic has done a great job, considering he was starting to take a few hits to Doncic about his conditioning. People were starting to sort of say, you know, look, the Mavericks aren't playing all that well and Doncic isn't, gra- isn't in great shape. But last night, uh, you know, he kept his team close. And then in overtime, he was fantastic again in overtime. And, uh, and the Mavericks pull out the win. Yeah. Was this the... Um first competitive game on TNT this season too or am I crazy I, I couldn't really think of like another really competitive entertaining close game I, there's been some of course on some of the other networks of the national games but uh yeah TNT got a good one here in this in this nice cap uh anything to add to that there Tass uh, uh with this Luca versus uh Joker showdown yeah I definitely thought it was Luca's best game and uh he hasn't looked quite like himself uh, there's no doubt he said he's not been in great condition uh his management has said it you know cuban and rick carlisle have, have said it and he was even limping in this game so i was i was a little bit worried mm-hmm. yeah are we getting what's going on with this guy and he sat out on sunday's game thigh contusion or 
Is it to kind of get healthy? Because the Mavs have done that before with uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Either way, he's dominant. He's he's an incredible player. And I was just worried we were going to get like tier two Luka this year, which would be like top 10 player in the league. But I think we're still going to get, you know, top five player in the league because uh, he's looking right. Uh, I think it just took some time. You know, J.J. Barea actually spoke on uh, J.J. Reddick's podcast, a lot of J.J.'s. Uh, J.J. Barea <laughs> talking about Luka and saying he's 21 years old. Once he understands that he's got to train like an MVP, then he's going mm-hmm. to be that MVP level. So I, I think that was part of it. You know, he just kind of chilled after the bubble. But this felt like the bubble. You're right, Skeets, about the TNT thing. Uh, this felt like these guys, these teams, um, you know, with their superstars uh, just banging home shots at the end there. Nikola Jokic's uh, fourth quarter was phenomenal. That, yeah. was, that was amazing. And the, and the tying shot to send it to overtime. But it is worrisome that the Nuggets are 28th in defense when last year they came out and they were killing it on the defensive end. So that's mm-hmm. my worry. Uh, and, and Michael Porter Jr., this whole quarantine thing, out, he could be out for weeks. Uh, he could miss like 10 games. Not that he'd help their defense, but he needs to be there to, to work on his defense for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. I'm worried. I'm worried about the Nuggets. Yeah, anything to add, Trey? Well, we just got to give a little shout out to Maxi Kleba coming up with the Maxi moments, fixing those doodahs, yeah. threes, <laughs> and every single one of them was clutch. Am I right? Uh, he made mm-hmm. a couple of huge shots. He had a big uh, rebound down the stretch in overtime. With uh, with Porzingis out, you know you'll see a lot of Boban for the Mavs. You'll see a lot of Maxi for the Mavs. They need somebody to show up as the second guy alongside Luca because. Luca last night was special, and he was dominant down the stretch, making plays for himself, making plays for others, Maxi included. But he still just shot 28% from three, two for seven. He's still trying to find that outside jumper. They got to have somebody else that can score, that can hit the shots when everybody's converging on the donk. Last night it was Maxi. Love to see it. Yeah. The Nuggets, man. You can never turn off a Nuggets game. Mm-hmm. You really can't. I, I, even if it looks like they're in control, like you said, Lee, with the win probability. You know, I thought they were. I thought they played a really impressive first half. Um, and, and I, I'm watching it, going, "Oh yeah, okay, this is this is this is good. The Nuggets are going to get a nice quality win here on TNT, a national broadcast game. You know, the the MVP chatter for Jokic is just going to get even louder. But with them up ten, up fifteen. Or flipped, down 10, down 15. The Nuggets, man, go on some wild, wild runs. Um, both because they just forget to play defense for a stretch or they catch fire. I mean, we saw Murray in the first half had his little run. Of course, Jokic is always good for that. You always got to keep watching Denver games. Even the, even with the late start lately, you got to stay up because it's not <laughs> guaranteed you know, that they're going to pull out a victory and just coast in the second half. It rarely goes that way. Am I crazy for thinking yeah. that? Yeah, well, and I think a lot of that is Jamal Murray. He, he has these bursts yeah. where he does. He goes and scoring patches of 10, 12 points, and it's like, okay, he's back. This is Bubble Murray. But then for for stretches as well throughout the game, he he's not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is sort of what happened a little bit last season. You know, he started off slowly before getting it together. And coming into this season, I really wanted to see him take that jump and become more consistent. And he just hasn't quite found it yet. So... Uh, but these are these are you know games at home as well where the altitude is not the home court advantage with the fans there they've got that altitude there but they can't they just can't seem to sort of uh, strangle a team and, and and keep them down yeah. at the moment so uh, again I, I have I have belief in the Nuggets that, that uh, they are a better team than their record is showing right now mm-hmm. but uh, but do I, you believe in them to be a legit title contender because uh, of these very reasons that's where I'm worried yeah I mean not not today I don't know um, <laughs> but. But the, the way they got it together late and the way they played in the bubble, you know, it's like when they're at their best, yes, but uh, we just haven't seen it yet and we're, we're waiting to see it. We're still waiting to see a convincing stretch of games from the Nuggets, yeah. like 
five, six games where it's like, okay, that's their best team. But again, they're shorthanded. Like pretty much everyone's kind of got some sort of uh, player out at the moment. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think they um, they may be missing Jeremy Grant a little bit too. I think uh, you know. I think he was such a him and Craig part. defensively on the yeah, wing. I yeah, think so. I, yeah, I think so. So we'll see. They'll be better in the playoffs, I think, personally. Uh, and that's the thing to me is that Jokic has been showing up in the clutch for years now. He's mm-hmm. been good in the playoffs. And so has Murray because once the playoffs come, he handles the ball a lot more. And he ha- takes it upon himself to make a whole bunch more plays, go into the rim, uh, not getting guys involved quite as much, to be honest. You know, your stars need to show up in the postseason. And that's what happens with Murray and Jokic. They both just kind of start taking over. Whereas during the regular season... They're happy to distribute the ball to get everybody else involved and, you know, keep the good vibes around the team. So surely there will be stretches where the Nuggets look dominant during the regular season. But I'm kind of kind of content to wait for the playoffs because we've seen it a couple of times from these guys. Absolutely. All right. Speaking of shorthanded, let's talk about the Nets. Super shorthanded, but they shocked the Sixers 122. 109 uh, in the in the first game on TNT. Trey, big takeaway from this one. Well, there was a whole lot going on outside of this game that made yep. it an exciting watch, but also a great basketball game. We'll start with the jerseys. New jerseys for the Nets, which are actually their old New Jersey jerseys, looked incredible. <laughs> Obviously, yep. Kevin Durant was out of the game uh, for coronavirus protocols. Kyrie Irving was a late scratch uh, that kind of caught people by surprise. But this was still a fun game because the Nets can fall back on their continuity and their quality. We are looking at this team as a title contender because of the presence of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but they still were a playoff team the past couple of years. Guys like Karis LeVert, Joe Harris, Jarrett Allen, they played together for years, even TLC and Cheese Slice Chioza <laughs> all have the continuity where if you're missing Kevin Durant, if you're missing Kyrie Irving, at least these guys have played together. And you can see it in the way that somebody like Joe Harris stepped up last night wearing the headband. I don't think he had to push it back the way he did. I don't no, think he I, had I, to I, have I, his bangs <laughs> hanging out of the front, but it was working for him because he was on fire. Uh, as Joe Harris can do, 28 points last night. He hit six threes. He led the league in three-point shooting once upon a time. Um it sometimes feels like he struggles to fit in alongside players just because he can kind of get lost in the shuffle uh, because he's happy to wait for the ball to come to him rather than seeking it out and demanding possessions. But when he's able to be featured in a game like he was last night, he can catch fire like a Clay Thompson where it just feels like it's automatic coming off a screen or off a dribble handoff. He was great last night. Maybe they stick with the tie-dye from here on out. Yeah, the court the court looked awesome too, I thought. Yeah. Joey Harris is a guy who regularly wears a headband, but last night it looked like it was the first time he'd worn it. You know, like someone just slapped it on his head, he had hair coming down the front. It's like, see hey, you're wearing yours today, Trey. Like you clearly, you know, you've got your hair all back because you don't want it coming down. But Joey last night was just like it's like someone gave him a headband, it's like, All right, I'll put this on, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it had the flow going in the front. It seemed um it seemed like this headband wasn't working, right? Mm. It was like on the top of his head, like yeah. you're saying, the hair was all flopping down, looking sweatier than Lee Ellis at a bar three <laughs> workout. <laughs> what did you think of this one, Tess? Um, yeah, well, I wonder about Joe Harris. He's coming off the bench for the last two games. I wonder if that's going to keep up. It's kind of strange. I, I understand uh, maybe Nash wants to balance the lineups, but, mm. uh, you know, with, with especially with no Kyrie out, but for two straight games, I wonder if Harris comes off the bench just so he can be a little bit more featured, like Trey was saying. He does kind of get lost in the shuffle at times. I, I, sh- I was wondering what everybody else was wondering. What the heck is going on with Kyrie Irving? Uh, the fact that, you know, he's not going to be there tonight as well for, for his game against the Grizzlies. He's not traveling. So hopefully everything is all good in his world. Uh, Steve Nash apparently texted him before the game, got no response, but... Kyrie was texting with the boys. He was texting mm-hmm. his teammates and saying, I will not be there tonight. 
I've got something to deal with. So I, they, they got a WhatsApp group chat and they don't have Nash in the mix. Is that what, what's of going on? Of course you don't have your coach in yeah, the mix. Yeah, I guess no not. Way. He's got two. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Um, and then uh, from the other side, Steph, uh, if you guys heard the Seth Curry news, which was really strange, he was on the bench and then was told, hey, you've got a positive test. Mm. Uh, you've got COVID-19, so get off the bench. <laughs> and the reports, hopefully, uh, that everybody's all right. But you know, Joel Embiid was sitting beside him on the bench and is now making sure that he's all right. He's not going to see his family until, uh, you know, he's got uh, the required number of tests for, you know, according to uh, his liking. So hopefully mm-hmm. all is good in the Phillies world. Well, yeah, or we're going to find out if maybe some games might be postponed here too because, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right, in, in such close proximity. Now, good thing is he wasn't playing. I mean, like a bum ankle, right? And so yeah. Curry wasn't playing in the game, would have had a mask off, of course. Uh, probably is more uh, possibility of, uh, it, you know, it, and this could be a, 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 um, a false positive, I guess, too. Is It's in play, but whatever. He's not there. He's just sitting there in a mask, which is good. But who knows, like, moving forward here. And he just – didn't he just play against the Wizards, yeah. too? Yeah, he played so the night is, before. And yeah. he was balling. He was – yeah. he was hit his first six threes. We talked about on Wednesday's Mailbag show, uh, guys who could score 50 sort of under the radar. I mentioned Seth Curry, and I thought he was doing it that night. <laughs> uh, he, yeah. he had a 28-point night. And uh, he's, ball, he's, he's literally shooting 17 – he's 17 points per game, career high. 60% from the floor, 60% from three, which wow. is shocking for when, you, when you're starting for the first time in your career as a real major ball handler and you're not just a, a specialty guy. That's shocking, those numbers. The things are going so well in Philly, and then they come lay this dud. They come in with the best record in the NBA, and this was a, oh. this was a Jared Dudley from the get-go for sure. Yeah, big time. I think I'll actually go as far as to say I think the Sixers lost Thursday's game, last night's game, to the Nets on Wednesday night when they allowed the Wizards to get back in that game. I mean, they could have put them away, could have got some more rest for their guys. And, you know, they're, you know, they're not they're not traveling across the country by any means or stuff like that. You know, it's, there's a close proximity. Yeah, I get the schedule loss, but they really lost this one last night, the night before, because they let the Wizards, led by Bradley Beal, of course, like get back into that game, I think. Because they were brutal, the Sixers were. They couldn't throw a pass. Mm. Like, I, I tweeted it out. <laughs> they could not throw the ball to Ben Simmons. It was incredible. Like, three or four times, like, just thrown above his head by a mile and a bounce. Like, these were unforced turnovers. Sloppy, sloppy play. And I know a lot of Sixers fans were talking about whether Joel Embiid... I mean, he played, uh, which is rare for him, back-to-back, right? Maybe he should have sat because he was out there, but he was going through the motion. He was not Joel Embiid, invested Joel Embiid that we'd seen sort of earlier this season. Lee, you're you're agreeing with me, it sounds like. Yeah, but what about the big news though, Skeetsy? You're huge down under. You're making the the news websites (laughs) in Australia for your tweets out there. You You tweet about Ben Simmons, the chances of you getting your tweet in those websites is huge. Yeah, Um, I'm going to tweet about Ben Simmons every night. Well, I tweeted about him once and I made that exact same website as well. So that's the thing if you want to make it. Uh, But yeah, this I will say, uh, Joel Embiid, this is the first game this season, I think, where he he started a good game in statistically, but he just didn't have that same aggressiveness that we've seen no. from him this season. And the Sixers, you know, coming off a, a, a tough, or whether, you know, they got the win the night before, but a big game against the Wizards. And then you see Kyrie and Kevin's not playing. I think they probably thought, yeah, we're, we're going to win this game. We can take it anytime they want. But instead, you saw some of those Nets players who don't get as many shots when Kyrie and Kevin are out there, sort of like like they stepped up to the plate last night and they played they played with freedom and they played with fun. Uh, so that was good. But yeah, the Sixers weren't really in this game after that first quarter. And 
whether it's fatigue, whether it's just they just weren't in the mood for it last night, whatever it was. Uh, missing Seth Curry as well. You know, he's been so important for them so far this season. But this was the first game since Doc Rivers has taken over Philadelphia, I think, where they, they just didn't seem to have that uh, the juice that you normally get yeah, from a Philadelphia team. Yes. Very flat. Also, if I'm Houston, I'm revisiting this Harden Nets trade. I, I am because I remember when that sort of uh, that rumor was out there the po- the possible trade package Lee Ellis on the trade machine. It was Brooklyn gets James Harden and then whatever else pieces to make it work. Let's say like Bruno and Chris Clemens or something. You know whatever players that you're probably not going to play. And Houston would get Karis Levert, Spencer Dinwiddie, who's of course injured for the season now, Torian Prince, Jared Allen, and then a bunch of first round picks. You know in uh, like let's say in the future 2023 and 2025 and 2027. And I remember, of course, a lot of the blowback was like, ooh, if you're the Rockets, is that that great a deal? I mean, are you really getting like a a gem in the mix there? You know, you got you get the picks, okay, but is there a young star player in the mix? Man, Jared Allen is for real. That's two games in a row where he's outplayed a legit all-NBA type center in Gobert and now Embiid. He was awesome again, I thought. And then Karis LeVert. I, I know he's not maybe on the level of a Simmons or, of course, like a Jalen Brown who's was being thrown around in Celtics rumors and even a Siakam with the Raptors. But Karis LeVert, to me, when I step back and I think about it, why couldn't he be like an Oladipo 2.0? And what I mean by that is like Oladipo on OKC before he's traded to Indiana, pretty similar sort of like type of player, numbers, impact, uh, that Levert is, you know, last year, and then he struggled a little bit shooting this year, but I think we'll get back to his more normal numbers from last year. Like, why couldn't that, while Levert, I guess what I'm getting at, blossom into like an Oladipo type player, sort of given more minutes, more opportunity? We saw him get that in Brooklyn even, for crying out loud, and he really delivered. I, I'm, I, I know he's a little older, a tiny bit older than Oladipo would have been in moving to Indiana, but it's not drastic. So, I, I don't know. I, like, I think that's a hell of a package, personally. I, I like Levert, and I'm obviously high on Jared Allen, and then you still got the picks. If that's still I, even out there. Yeah, go ahead, Drew. I'm with you. They're all good players, and you see it when the Nets actually play their supporting guys, right? When you see yeah. a team, a game like this when there's no Kyrie and KD, and they can still go out and look like a playoff team because that's what they've been. But I do think that Jared Allen has lost a little bit of value for the Rockets with mm-hmm. the Christian Wood sure, signing and sure. how well he's played alongside of both Wall and James Harden. But I'm with you on Karis LeVert, man. If you really like Shea Gilgis-Alexander, you should love Karis LeVert because he's <laughs> actually done it in the playoffs. He would have been an all-star probably the season that D'Angelo Russell made the all-star yes. team. But LeVert went down with an injury, which has kind of been the problem throughout his career, dating back to the Michigan days. But I don't know. Eventually, the Rockets will sometime trade James Harden. There's no way he finishes his career there. Can mm. they get better than Karis LeVert? Maybe. Maybe they can somehow pry Ben Simmons away, but... If you're just getting Karis LeVert, if you're getting Jared Allen, maybe then you can move him somewhere else too because he's a valuable player who could be valuable to other teams as well. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't think Karis LeVert is necessarily enough for James Harden, but at least he's a player who could fit alongside John Wall, I would think. I think they could uh, both play I think. next that's to each other. That's what I think. I'm telling you, go fire up Basketball Reference <laughs> and check out Oladipo's numbers You know, in his final year with OKC before he goes to Indiana and check out LeVert last year or even this year if you want. They are... They're similar. You can see the trajectory. I, I, again, he's a little bit older, but uh, he's not done getting better. I mean, he th- what, how old is he? 26, maybe? Something like that? Karis LeVert? Karis LeVert is 26. Yeah, he's 26 yeah, okay. years old. So, yeah. Anyway, I, I, and, you're, and you're right. Harden, we've sort of glossed over this over the last couple of shows. Um, he's lollygagging right now in Houston. <laughs> he is 
checked out. You you will hear about it in mere minutes and oh, worse of the week. Uh, and, and I got to jump in here. You're talking about young stars potentially being traded for James Harden. Yeah. Chris Kirshner and Sam Amick just published something on The Athletic. Ooh, spicy! It's, it is spicy. John Collins of the Atlanta Hawks already early this season on a team that's 500 uh, has voiced his concerns about the offense and how it's being run and that Trey Young's got to get into the sets a little bit more and that he himself should be involved a bit uh, and express the desire to move. Aye, aye, aye. First, the Hawks, you would expect to make a move just with how many players they have. We've talked about it. It seems like they're 12 deep. It doesn't seem like Travis Schlenk is planning on going forward with this team forever. There has got to be a move to be made somewhere. They didn't extend John Collins. I'm not mm-hmm. sure the reason for that, uh, but they didn't. And last year he was suspended for 25 games, and already he's upset. Come on, Johnny. You're trying to win some games. Uh, I, I'm just a little disappointed to start. So that's... <laughs> no, he's not trying to win some games. He's trying to get paid. Yeah. He's trying to say, give me the ball. I got to put up some numbers. This is a contract year, man. I guess. I guess. But he put. But he is putting up numbers. He had a 30 right. spot last yeah. week. Uh, he's, he's That was in the 145-point one, game or whatever where everyone yeah, scored 30. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, but, but him and Trey, I've noticed though, him and Trey, their connections actually have been looking okay this season so far. Like It looks like they've got some good chemistry there. So um, interesting that this comes out now. I know I think it's probably more because they've had a few losses and haven't been playing as well. But uh, prior to that, I thought they were looking good, those two. Yeah, and doesn't John say in the article, too, like, of course, like the classic, like, hey, we're brothers. You know, this is what brothers yeah. do. Um, yeah. But he's voicing his brothers. concern. Yeah. He can still want to get paid and still want to play more, even if Trey Young is his brother from another mother. But yeah, right. Trey, is my, Trey is my brother regardless, is, is the quote. Um, but yeah, it's just. So it's he's not early. denying it, basically, right? He's yeah. saying, yeah, yeah, I do want the ball. We've yeah. lost three of floor, four. We've blown double digit leads in the second half of both of our last two losses. You can see why uh, he would be upset. I mean, John Collins is trying to get paid. He was here in Atlanta before Trey Young was, and it seemed like this guy could be a future first-time All-Star. Remember talking about him like that? We thought John Collins was going to be a building block here, and clearly the Hawks don't see him as a building block. Maybe they'll bring him back uh, next season, but it seems more likely that he is going to be a trade piece, and there's expectations for the Hawks right now. They're struggling uh, this week. It's getting to him, and that's exactly what's happening. But you win a couple of games, and things turn around pretty easily. It's good to have a lot of good players. It's true. <laughs> Our next game, Spurs snap the Lakers' four-game win streak, 118-109. Uh, my big takeaway from this one is uh, Anthony Davis, you talk about frustration. He was so frustrated with the uh, Lakers' defensive effort, I guess his own. He knocked over a drink cart. He was so pissed off, and he said after the game, we didn't play a lick of defense. Our defense was sh- tonight we didn't play one lick of defense and guys did whatever they want the spurs came into this game very comfortable lakers did have a brutal defensive game credit to the spurs who are a fun watch Tass, you keep talking that up the young spurs there with pop but uh and aldridge actually and derozan did their thing too but it was their worst defensive rating of the season last night for the lakers this is not a surprise to me i've been watching the lakers play the grizzlies the last couple of nights they don't care for a good chunk of the game and then have turned it on and pulled out the victories both times versus Memphis. That didn't happen in this one. So they have been doing this all season long, really. Although the defense still like top 10 in the league, but there are moments where they just don't care. And it came back to bite them in the ass and Spurs hit a bunch of threes again. So I'm not going to take too much from this. I did enjoy Rudy Gay putting Anthony Davis yeah. in a sleeper hold. <laughs> Very um, nice. That was cool. You don't see that in the NBA, obviously joking around. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, AD... 
you're right. You the, you don't play a lick of defense right now because you guys aren't putting in any effort. You included, by the way, man. Um, but at least he's addressing it, Tess. <laughs> well, it's expected for a, a, a LeBron team. They won the championship in yeah. 2016. They're top 10 defense next year. They're in the bottom half. And then they were still good in the play- playoffs. They still got to the finals. It's not surprising when you're going to get the other team's best shot. And the Spurs went into L.A. They beat the Clippers. Uh, and then they beat the, the Lakers as well. Jump on the Spurs bandwagon. It's okay. This is a new team. It's fun to be excited about this team that spreads it out. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, hey, you got to shoot threes because we got young guns that got to go to the rim. And Lonnie Walker, DeJounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell. It's it's the youngest team that Pop has ever coached, uh, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, especially when you think, well, DeMar's there. Marcus Aldridge is there. Uh, you think maybe one of those guys will be a trade piece down the road uh, because... They're so freaking young and fun to watch. Yeah, I think it's hilarious that now the Spurs finally have a young team, a team that is going to be struggling to get into the play-in tournament, and everybody's like, this is the Spurs team to watch, despite the fact that they had 20 years of success (laughs) going to the finals. They were the most boring finals team for two decades, but now they're struggling to be at 500, and we all love watching them. It was a fun win for the Spurs last night. You really got to tip your hat, because like you're saying, Skeets, it felt like the Lakers rope-a-dope. It felt oh. like they were just trying to stay close <laughs> enough in the first half, keeping it within 10, which they did. Came back in the third quarter, eventually tied it up. But Rudy Gay put Anthony Davis in the sleeper hold, and he put the Lakers to sleep. Are you kidding me? 10 points in the fourth quarter for Rudy Gay? Yep. This guy's posting up and hitting hook shots. Rudy Gay, <laughs> we were talking about the Spurs maybe needing to blow up the team for the first time ever this week. Then they win back-to-back games. They're back to 500. Yeah. Spurs, man, you can't keep them down. Yeah, Rudy Gay was great. Aldridge had a season high twenty eight, uh, hit some threes. DeRozan did his you know classic thing, basically twenty points and close to ten assists and stuff like that. And then all these other guys hitting threes. Lee, the Spurs, man, they're the hipster Spurs now. Yeah, they must yeah. listen to the show because I called them out for a loser on Monday, loser yeah. of the week. I said things aren't going well. They're just dropping games, and now uh, they come back and uh, they're looking great again. And Pop, uh, you know, I thought Pop might retire after last season. He looks more energized than ever before on the sidelines. He's having a great time out there. But it, it ultimately, any game the Lakers play in this year, we just kind of have to shrug our shoulders yes. because it's like it really means nothing. They're still by far the favorite to win the championship in my mind because we saw what they can do. And, and again, you have to beat them four times in seven games. And I just don't see any team who's capable of doing that right now. Uh, and, and LeBron, this is classic LeBron. He's just like... I have to play in these regular season games. I don't really want to. I just want to get to the playoffs. And uh, you're seeing that now with Anthony Davis as well. They have the confidence and belief that they can beat anybody. And, and it's hard to sort of disagree with that right now. Yeah, they miss like a KCP too to bring a little defensive uh, effort, I think, on that end at times. Um, but I'm with you. They're going to be an infuriating team, the Lakers, yeah. this year because they're going to have these games, these losses, and we're just going to always have to go, well, well what does it really matter? It doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't. And that becomes tiring, I, I think. But, you know, there will be a part where they lose four out of five and then we really, it'll ramp up a little. I don't know. Can you flip the switch and all that? Like, we'll, we'll get suckered in. You watch. It just, I guarantee it. It's, it's inevitable. All right, our next game, though. Drummond's double-double leads the Cavs past the Grizzlies. 94-90. Low-scoring affair here between the Cavs and the Grizzlies test. Uh, I am a hardcore NBAer, but I could not get excited for this basketball game. I, I couldn't really get into it. And I don't think you can take too much away from it because the Cavs missing their backcourt, the Sexland backcourt, the Grizzlies missing their best players. Uh, and these guys can all still play. So it went down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was uh, 
a little disappointing for Desmond Bain, who's a rookie trying to tie this game with the la- at the last few seconds with a three-pointer, and he goes off the side of the glass because he's had a really good start to the season. But when you go side of the glass, it's just a, it's a horrible feeling for everybody. Ask Paul George. <laughs> uh, and so it's unfortunate for him. Uh, I, I just will say that um, the, uh, the, the thing that I took from this is, is that Andre Drummond – uh, I don't know. It, is it, We all talk about this all-star thing with Andre Drummond. He's been there a couple times. Is he good enough? If, if the Cavs are a 500 team, who are you going to take as an all-star? Like, they probably... Mm. Let's say they're good. Right. Is it Drummond or Sexton, I think, is what you're getting at. Yeah. Well, yeah. it has to be one of those two yeah. guys. And Andre Drummond, there's... There's literally there's some potential there. That oh, it would be, be Drummond, I think, just because you know the bigs. There's less of them to pick from in, in making an all star yeah. team. That helps them. His numbers would be like twenty and fifteen, and you know some defensive numbers. He made a great pass last night, an oh, yeah. easy pass, but a great pass to um, Okoro, Okoro. I think it was cutting back door with about ten seconds to go to give them that three point lead. Um, that was nice. I don't know what the hell the Grizzlies were doing on that defensive possession, but. Nice move. Seemed mm-hmm. like they just forgot there was a guy standing yeah. in the corner because he was wide open, and it wasn't like a play. That was just a random cut down the baseline, and Drummond found him. If he wants to make an all-star team, just show every coach this game because he had this pass, which was very nice in the clutch. He also had another clutch post up for a hook. Andre Drummond shutting it down in the post. You don't expect that, but like you said, Skeets, a 94-90 game that ended with two post-ups by a big man. What year was this? <laughs> I know. What year? Come on. That's crazy. Anything to add to this one, Lily? Were you watching Cavs-Grizzlies? I know you're a Cavs fan. Yeah, but no, without the uh, without the sex man and uh, without Darius Garland mm. out there as well. It's tough. It's sex. tough to watch because those guys are fun to watch. And uh, I think you mentioned they're no What about Jenny Osmond, baby? Yeah, Jenny. Jenny's fine. But uh, yeah, the Cavs without those two in the backcourt against the Grizzlies missing their best players this that, that's tough to get uh, too excited about this is this was for me I, I I'm with you Tess it's a tough watch I had it on it was a classic I had it on but I'm doing other things uh, <laughs> I'm getting ready for this show and I'm I'm taking care of some laundry. chores I'm folding laundry yeah, yeah it's like it was on was I watching it all that closely until like the final minutes there not really because uh yeah I mean you're missing a lot of talent out there and it's it's the Cavs and Grizzlies, too. <laughs> and uh, it's a lot uh, of, tough to get too excited. A lot of people are pointing out in the stream team, Drummond did have another hilarious <laughs> moment that you're probably going to be seeing throughout the week. Surely he'll show up on Shaq and a Fool. I don't know if it was a shot or a pass, but he went for a finger roll, and it somewhere somehow went backwards. <laughs> right. It was, it was well, very strange. Well, I know we have this clip because I asked JD to pull it. I didn't know if Tass was going to maybe give him like a little tiny nominee for worst of the week, but I hope you don't mind. So let's just show it now because Trey's addressing it. JD, you can fire that up. Here it is. This oh, clip so is good. unbelievable. Drummond just is frozen. Just here. Got to get it. Yeah, uh, wow, Drummond, Drummond is just waiting. The triple threat. All right, here Man, we go. Let's Make attack a and lay up oh backwards to himself. That's great because uh, Valentunas just keeps like creeping backwards, further and further. Right. Like, okay. like you can shoot it, just shoot it, and then he goes in and he doesn't know what he's doing, and then then the sky hook away from the basket, and he almost catches it for a travel as well. Yeah, that I just wish he did it. so much. That would have been great. It reminds me of. I know you can search it on YouTube. Remember the Zach Randolph play when he was with the Knicks versus the Raptors? And, like, he has the ball out at the three-point line. Totally. And he, like, he decides he's going to, like, 
suddenly turn into Jamal Crawford and he's like dribbling between <laughs> his legs, but then he loses the ball, but then he sort of gets it back and then he chucks up an air ball, like a 10, the 10 foot air ball. It's not even close. I remember people like adding the where amazing happens, like, go search for that. And that's what that reminded me of. Like somebody do that, uh, a new age where amazing happens for that drum and Blake. That is so, so good. All right. Final game here. Quickly, Lily Lillard scores 39 as the Blazers crush the Wolves, 135-117. Oh, you want a tough game to watch. Uh, check out this one. <laughs> this one was over in half time. The, the Blazers put up 47 points in the second quarter. Uh, but ultimately, again, it's, it's just the Wolves. Like, they need Towns back, obviously, as quick as possible. No real word yet exactly when he's come back. But even when he comes back, I just don't think this team is talented enough. I think they're just going to be struggling to be... Uh, avoid being the worst team in the league this season. Uh, some positives, Anthony Davis, uh, Anthony uh, Edwards, excuse me, the rookie, had, he, he was the best Anthony last night. Uh, he had tw- <laughs> he had 26 points uh, for them. Look, he's shown some talent, but uh, there's just nowhere near, anywhere near enough depth on that team. They were, I want to say competitive, but they kind of weren't either. Uh, just a bad, bad night. And the Blazers needed a response after they coughed one up against the Bulls the other night and, and they got, you know, this is the sort of team you want when you really need a win. You can go out yeah. there and just pound them. So, uh, yeah, no, there's no need to go and watch the recap of this one. This one was uh, this one was a snoozer as well. Lillard mm. was special. Is anybody just ready to write off the Wolves, honestly, yes. this year? Yeah? Are you really? Uh, Eight games yeah. in? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think it was going to be a good season for them anyway. Their best player is still out. Uh, and then their second best player is, is Russell, who... Look, he earned his all-star spot a couple of years ago on the Nets. I thought he was really good in that system. But he uh, he, he just uh, he can't, he's not like Doncic where he can carry that team, you know, he can score, but he's not super athletic. He's not a sort of lights-out scorer. He he can't drag a team to victory um and other than that, I mean, who's their next best player? Culver, Vanderbilt. I mean, that's why, that's why I, I wonder, when is Anthony Edwards going to start? He continues mm. to come off the bench as mm-hmm. the number one pick. You're starting uh, Jarrett Culver. You're starting Malik Beasley. You're starting Wancho Hernan Gomez. You're starting Ed Davis right now. <laughs> it seems like Ryan Saunders is kind of balancing the lineups because he thinks he's got a, a winning team. And maybe if Carl Anthony Towns is in there, it's different. But Ricky Rubio uh, and Anthony Edwards are coming off the bench. To answer your question, those guys are probably your second and third best players. And, you know, I mean, mm. they, they're... They're struggling, though. Anthony Edwards, career high for him, looking good. Eight games off the bench. Just let's see the future. Is Jared Culver your future? Uh, I think I think it's time to play some of your, your better bench guys, whether it's uh, Edwards or, or Rubio. Missing Josh Okoji uh, right now, the Wolves are, too. They're the worst defensive team in the league. Dead last, mm. the, the Wolves are, and they're not much better offensively. I think they're ranked 24th as of this morning. Yeah, not good. Like, you probably have more faith, it sounds like, Lee, like, when I look at the bottom of the West right now, in the Rockets, um, in the Thunder maybe even, even maybe the Grizzlies, despite missing some of their guys, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, all those teams, I think uh, when they get, when Morant comes back and Jackson comes back, I think they're much better. The Rockets, I, I think the Rockets actually are going to be okay, uh, despite mm-hmm. whatever happens out there. Okay as far as better than the Timberwolves. And the Thunder are kind of like they were last year, just kind of resilient team. Uh, you know, not going to get pounded by anybody, but not real. Maybe they make the play-in tournament. That's probably best-case scenario for them. But, uh, yeah, the Wolves, I just I just look at that team. They just look paper-thin in depth to me mm-hmm. and in, 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 in real talent. And, again, even when Towns is there, I don't – like, it's not automatically mm-hmm. uh, their problem yeah, It's not going to help the defense all no. that much, oh, that's for no. sure. Their defense, score, but... their defense, you know, it's, it's, that's one of those ones where the eye test – 
fully supports the stats. It's yeah. just like, wow, yeah. anyone can score against them. Eyes got to be lighting up if you're a Warriors fan, though, because to me, the Timberwolves are probably the worst team in the league, and they are, they're, they've traded their pick for this yep. season as top three protected to the Warriors, unprotected next year. This does not look like a one-year fix. I mean, maybe they're able to keep their pick this year because yeah. they should be one of the three worst teams in the league. The odds have changed, but it's likely that the Timberwolves will get to pick again high this season, but that means they're definitely going to lose it next year because what's really going to change? What's really going to change for this team? D'Angelo Russell, I'm with you, Lee. He earned his all-star spot. Like we were saying earlier, perhaps it could have gone to Karis LeVert or Spencer Dinwiddie that season as well because he just seems lost. Like, you see him come out, you're like, oh, yeah, D'Angelo Russell. Mm -hmm. He's on the Timberwolves right now and probably is their best guy. I don't know. It's a, it's a bit of a disaster considering how everything went down. You know how exciting it was when they finally made the playoffs after uh, 15 years out of it? Jimmy Butler was there, and then by the next season – it all exploded for the Timberwolves, and they haven't been able to get back. Yeah, and they won their first two games this season, and then they've lost six straight. Back to yep. the Wolves, yeah. Fade for Cade. It's in play now for uh, for Minnesota. <laughs> so our apologies to Joe Mandy. His Wolves were good for a couple of games this season. They're back to being the Wolves. Oh, it's tough. All right, we got to get to Worst of the Week and so much more, but first, a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. When you're doing the maze on the back of the box, Tass, you just doing it with your finger or are you pulling out a pen and actually <laughs> like having a go at it? Nah, I'm a finger, man. Yeah. I, I mean, you, it's kind of cheating yeah, you know, with your finger because right. you can just find the middle. <laughs> um, but <laughs> do you pull, out, you pull out a pen? Well, yeah, a real mazer, as they're called in the maze community, uh, pulls out a pen and has that. I, I miss that. I used to love mazes when I was a kid, yeah. I used to like drawing them. Do you ever draw them yourself? No. Get like um, the graph paper, make a crazy maze. <laughs> oh, that sounds no. so sad when I, I say it out loud. Well, yeah. yeah. And, this, and, and uh, just to be clear, a magic spoon, not a mazer. There's no corn in it. No right, grains. Right, right, right. Yeah, cool. Right. free. It's everything free as we've gone over many times. It's an incredible product. Go grab it. There's like nothing in the box. It's everything free. It's like hair. It's magic. No, there's delicious cereal. It's just incredible. It tastes like it's full of sugar. That's the honest mm -hmm. truth. It tastes like it's full of sugar because it's delicious. And then you're like, how's there zero sugar in this? Well, that's and the magic. And it smells like it, too. It smells like yeah. it's sugary. <laughs> they, they got the perfect name for their product. They really do. All right. Let's get to worst of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, the worst of the week. Glad to be back. I'll give you guys three nominees. 
You tell me who should be worst of the week. Okay. For, In the for, NBA community. Yes, yes. <laughs> let's be clear. We're staying... Right. Uh, localized to the NBA community because we obviously know who the worst of the week is in the United States of yeah. America. Yeah, every week for the last four years. Right. Um, let's go to uh, Sacramento for our first nominee. Marvin Bagley's dad. Marvin Bagley is a player on the Sacramento Kings, but his dad could be worst of the week. Marvin Bagley the third, who is the basketball player, is having an okay season for the Kings. But Junior, his pops, Marvin Bagley Jr.'s pops, isn't happy with his playing time. He is tweeting things like, trade my son, Sacramento. And then head coach Luke Walton has to be asked about it. He is being asked about Marvin Bagley's dad's tweets, uh, which isn't a good thing in the Sacramento <laughs> locker room. Uh, so keep that one in mind. Second okay. nominee, James Harden. Because he quit on the Rockets in Wednesday's game mm. versus Indiana. Mm. And this is how I know he quit. Because Hall of Famer Calvin Murphy, part of the Rockets TV crew, he told the people at home that Harden did so, although he didn't mean to. <laughs> Listen at the end of this 15-second clip when Murphy thinks the broadcast has already gone to commercial. Take a listen. James didn't quite uh, uh, have his, his game together, but nevertheless, he did the right things getting everybody else involved. Highlights and post-game sound coming up on the post-game show presented by Jack Daniels. <laughs> oh, been there, Calvin Murphy. Been there. Think you're in commercial. Hot mics, man. Hot mics, always. Uh, but, you know, Calvin Murphy's a Hall of Famer. What does he care? You know, he's, he's not wrong. He should have just yeah. said it on the broadcast. Yeah. That was, uh, he, he, yeah, he just wasn't himself in that game where he had 16 points and the, and the Pacers were able to pull that out. Yeah, it wasn't close to himself. Uh, another game that, Shouldn't have gone the way it did. The Washington Wizards got 60 from Bradley Beal, so that's why they're a nominee here. And they lost against the Philadelphia 76ers on Wednesday. You get 60 from your main man, and you lose 141 to 136. We talked about some of the worst defenses already. Denver's 28th. Minnesota's 30th. Well, the Washington Wizards, in a, in a season where they're trying to impress Bradley Beal, they're 29th. They're right at the bottom. 141 points they gave up. And it's just like last year, where they could score a billion points and still lose. And that's why they're 2-6, and six, unfortunately. Again, trying to impress Bradley Beal and anybody who wants to stick around there in Washington. Things not going well for the Wizards. So is it the Wizards? Is it James Harden? Or is it the Bagman's dad, Marvin Bagley Jr.? Uh, which is crazy to say about a senior, <laughs> but he's a junior. So it's hard to give it to Calvin Murphy for that jacket he was wearing on the broadcast. I mean, he can say whatever you want when you're wearing that stuff and looking that good. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that, you, that'd be a nice jacket for you at All Star oh, Weekend, Lee. Yeah, that over a turtleneck. That you're oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Harden, and I'm actually sort of spinning it into us, the media. I, th I think we've let this one slide. And there's maybe just too much going on in the NBA, but, uh, you know, his last two games, I mean, it, he's checked out. He really has the last two, both in losses, you know, shooting horribly, you know, not all that aggressive. No, it's not the Harden we know, and I think it's I think it's sending the message like, okay, it's time. We're into the new year. Just mm -hmm. train me already. So I'm, I'll go Harden, but really... No dunks included. So let, letting this story sort of slide by a little bit, I think. I don't think it's been made into a big a deal as it probably should be. That's my opinion. Trey, who you got? 
Yeah, I think I'll, I'm with you on that one. It's got to be Harden for me because I'm just eliminating the other two. Uh, the Wizards, I'm actually surprised. 29th seems incredible to me for them for defense. <laughs> when I watch them, I'm telling you, it looks like there's a whistle, but the, the play still happens. It's just, it's just a guy going down the lane wide open for a right. layup. It seems like, oh, they stopped playing. Something must have happened. Nope, that's just Wizards defense. So 29th, incredibly impressive if you ask me. As for uh, dad bags, I would give him best of the week because immediately after this trade request, Marvin Bagley III had his best game of the season, mm. 21 and 12 in a win against the Bulls, shot 57%. All he needed was his dad to say, hey, man, go get some minutes on the court. But if they're not going to play you, you make them play you. And it worked. And they came through with a win. He still didn't really play in the fourth quarter, but... If you put up 21 and 12, maybe you'll get a taste. And wasn't uh, Papa Bags uh, very pissed off that he didn't play in the fourth quarter as well? I think he did tweet about the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but, you know, you keep hanging on, putting those 20 and 10s up, you'll get some fourth quarter minutes eventually. Just play hard. Just play hard, Sunbags. That's the the main thing. Like, Rashawn Holmes, when he's on the court, he plays hard 100% of the time. He's a Montrez Harrell type, Mm. a Kenneth Reed type, where he's got to be playing very hard to be effective, but he does it. If Bags did that as well, he would be a 20 and 10 guy every single night. Right, right. Well mm-hmm. said. Well said. All right. Great to have Worst of the Week back. Uh, let's hear from you out there in the stream team and in the, in the YouTube comments. Tweet at us at No Dunk Sync. Who's ultimately getting Worst of the Week from uh, Tass's three nominees? Well, Trey, I hope your dad, Steve Kirby, has maybe texted you before this show and fired you up because you have a very special edition of the Top Five. Top five, top five, top five. Top five, top five, top five. Yeah, come on, bring it, oh, TK. It's a top five Friday. It's a full squad Friday, and it's a tie-dye Friday. Because last night we saw the Brooklyn Nets, nay, the New Jersey Nets, bring out their 1991 throwback uniforms. These are now called tie-dye uniforms, I would say. It seems to be the general consensus. So I'm going to give you my top five tie-dye moments in basketball history. At number five, it's Chris Dudley wearing the 1991 (laughs) New Jersey Nets uniforms. These to me, uh, I'll be honest, back in the 90s, they didn't look quite as tie-dye to me. I thought they were considered denim jerseys back then. I don't know why. Like It looks like washed denim maybe, but I just like to imagine Chris Dudley going to his locker, looking in the un- looking in the locker and seeing that uniform and saying, all right, time to post up and brick some free throws. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I love it. That's number five. At number four, Grateful Dead basketball shirts. Oh, we'll get wow. to some other Grateful Dead uh, content a little bit later in the, in the countdown, but just like I follow a lot of Instagram shops that have Carhartt pants you can buy, I follow very many vintage Grateful Dead shops. And you see these shirts come up every wow. once in a while. Good old Grateful Dead, Grateful Dead basketball. There is a deep connection between the dead and basketball, as we'll get into. These shirts, if you're lucky to find them, $200, $250 easily. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, these are vintage. You know, these are 25, 30 years old at this okay. point. Oh, they're cool. I like that bear one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very cool. The dunking bear from the people who brought you the dancing bear. This is the dunking bear. <laughs> yeah. Wait, right. actually, do not Google dancing bear. It's a dangerous thing to do. You might oh. get the Grateful Dead. You might get something else. Oh. At number three, it's my starter shirt. Oh, you know, this one's, ah, uh, nice. this one's nice. a bit of a, a personal favorite. 
This is one of the first tie-dyes I did. Uh, I wore it on the show, The Starters. You may have heard of it on NBA TV. And then I wore it to a Dead & Company show later that night at Phillips Arena. These are all basketball things. It was a great show. What a night. Yeah. <laughs> and now we'll get into the big ones. Number two. The Grateful Dead sponsored the Lithuanian national basketball team for the 1992 Olympics, including all of their warmups and paying, honestly, for the whole team to go there. They sold a bunch of these shirts and then they donated the profits to them to continue uh, the Lithuanian Basketball Association, basically because after the dissolution of the USSR, there were some incredibly talented players on the Lithuanian team who wouldn't have been able to play in the Olympics, but... Instead, the Grateful Dead stepped up, and now we get to see Arvidas Sabonis and Sabrunas Marshallonis rocking tie-dye. This shirt has become iconic. This is maybe the most famous Grateful Dead shirt there is, the Lithuania one. You've seen it on everybody from Phoebe Buffay on Friends to Jonah Hill walking down the street. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that Michael Jordan has one of these t-shirts. I don't know if he's ever worn it, but I've seen a picture of him holding it. So I would imagine he kept one to rock and one to stock. I don't know what it is, but at number one, Bill Walton. Bill Walton yep. is human tie-dye. Here are a few of my favorite Bill Walton moments. Happy birthday, happy <laughs> birthday. James Worthy, Bill Walton here. Just in case you thought it might've been Neil Young or somebody singing happy birthday to James Worthy. You're the greatest of today. Let's just take a moment to celebrate the greatness and the brilliance and the wisdom and the dynamism of James Worthy. Happy birthday to you. You're awesome. I'm so lucky to know you. Happy birthday to you. Bill Walton, just in case you thought it might have been Neil Young. Take care now. Bye. I am a woodpecker. Come on, bugs, get out of there. I'm hungry. Let's go. The synchronicity between the Grateful Dead and the rock music and the NBA is it's just it's so perfect. It's creativity, it's imagination, it's teamwork, it's taking an idea and building a dream and it's the teamwork. It's, it's all just fantastic, and we're living that dream here tonight. Now, synchronicity, did, what, did you learn that at UCLA, or was that prior to your education? No, I learned that at my first Grateful Dead concert. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's all about the synchronicity, Skeets. Obviously, Bill Walton is talking about the Grateful Dead, who he yeah. saw a Grateful Dead show 1967. He says it's his first one, 15 years old. That's when he got on the bus. He's seen over 1,000 cents. At one point... He took the Celtics, the 86 Celtics, every player went to a Grateful Dead show except for one. Who do you think it was? Bird? 86 Celtic? Bird? Danny Ainge. Oh. Danny Ainge was the only guy who didn't go to the Grateful Dead show. They had an incredible time. Then the Grateful Dead come to Celtics practice the next day. They're running drills. They're all standing there. And Larry Bird whips a behind-the-back pass six inches from Jerry Garcia's nose. Jerry doesn't move. Stone-faced. Oh. And the Celtics go back for night two to see the dead again. It's just like a podcast, Skeets. It's all about synchronicity. It's about building to something. In basketball, you got to do it. You know what the game might look like, but you don't know exactly how it's going to take place. Same with a Grateful Dead show. Same with a No Dunks classic. Wow. I was going to say, yeah, it sounds like the Grateful Dead bringing classics night after night, just like No Dunks. Wow. Incredible. That's exactly right. I feel like we are the Grateful Dead of basketball podcasting. Sometimes, <laughs> wow. Skeets, you know, we've been doing it for a long time. We're doing it live. 
We're usually improving. Not for everybody. Ju- not for everybody, <laughs> but we've got a loyal, devoted fan base who has been with us for a long right. time, who has supported us for such a long time, yeah. who allows us to do the things we want to do. And there's even been different eras. We had the, you know, the 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 just the audio podcast era. Then we had the the game room era. Then we had the starters. Now we're no dunks. We've had so many different versions, just like the Grateful Dead. Do you like 72 or do you like 86? Mm. Everybody has their favorites, mm. but they're always classic. Lee, what's your favorite uh, no dunk slash starters slash the basketball Jones slash free agents year? Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Year. You heard uh, me. Oh, I don't know. I would say probably year two or three down in uh, oh. at the starters, I would oh, say. Oh, wow. Okay. I would say, yeah, because that first year was a little like rough. 15, little 16, rough. you liked, eh? Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> Once we got that first year out of the way, then sure. we started feeling it, feeling ourselves a little bit down there. Maybe that third year when we got into our own cozy yeah. little studio, that was probably studio. the one. We were jamming in there, yeah. weren't we, man? We yeah. were jamming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Ricky Ricky, Ricky was a part of the team, man, oh, as well. Yeah. He was dancing, bringing the love, <laughs> sure, bringing the vibes sure. before a show. Todd on the camera, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dressed up, yeah. Jared Dryden in the stream team says he can't wait to see us at Red Rocks. Oh, oh the No wow. Dunks World Tour. All right. One Someday. of these days, when it's safe, we will go back on tour. All right, great. Great top five. It sounds like Steve Kirby texted you before this show. Fired you up. <laughs> exactly right. He's like, go out there and get it. <laughs> well, They're giving did. you top five. Take it. We still got tweet of the night. We still got some rapid fire fun, but one more break to hear from our sponsors. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. All right, JD, let's look at some tweets. Tweet of the night time. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. This tweet comes from a fan of the show, Ibrahim Exe. Circling back to something you guys talked about on Tuesday when Tobias Harris was named Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Mm. Lee asked, is he the only non-All-Star to win Player of the Week with three different teams? Uh, Ibrahim, he did the work. Uh, So, wow. no, there's more. There's more than Tobias Harris. Guys who didn't make all-star teams that have won with three different squads. So player of the week with three different squads and not making an all-star team. Tobias Harris, Monte Ellis, and Al Jefferson, who did it with four teams. Wow, that is an awesome trivia question right there. That's tough. That's real tough. Now, I didn't go double-check the Ibrahim's work, (laughs) but I assume it's correct. It looks good. He looks legit, yeah. He looks good. And he did some more work. He went on to check out all-stars that won player of the week with three different teams. Mm. LeBron has won a billion uh, with the Cavs, Heat, and Lakers, obviously. Shaq did it. Squeezed one out with Miami. Wow, yeah. 
and uh, Carmelo Anthony did it because he got one with Portland. Yeah, sure. Oh, uh, that was the last one of the season, I think. Maybe down in the bubble, I think it was for Melo when he got that. That was late, right? Yeah. Um, Jason Kidd and Chris Paul did it as well, and Ibrahim continued the work. Oh, more of them. More Charles oh, Barkley. Wow. Charles Barkley. <laughs> Goran Tragic is a surprise. Sam Cassell is a surprise. <laughs> And Mo Williams, the surprisiest wow. of them all. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is such a great trivia question. Like, even even forget, like, the non-All-Star guys. Just say All-Stars. Like, if you pulled out Drogic, Cassell, and Mo Williams, like, maybe the other ones you could get to, like, even, like, Melo and Chris Paul, I think, are somewhat difficult to, to picture them getting the third one with, like, the third team later in their career. But, uh, wow. Mo Williams? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, he probably got at that. Where was he? Yeah, that 50-point 50 50 game, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. I assume that was the week with uh, the yeah, Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, yeah. Yep, yep. Great stuff. That's awesome. We're going to bring it full circle here. Love it. Good tweet of the night. Okay, let's get to pick'em results from last night. Uh, Tass, the only one correct, took the Nets. Tass takes the Nets before we even know that Kyrie's not playing in this game. I definitely would have taken them if I knew Kyrie wasn't playing. <laughs> so uh, that's how it goes sometimes. He gets the victory. Everybody else took the Sixers to uh, cover by three or more. They obviously lost straight up. So the record right now, Tass and I are in the lead. <laughs> lead at 500. Ugh. What is this? The uh, the Western Conference? Um, we're 5-5. Five and five. We got Lee at four six and Trey and three. Trey is three and seven. Excuse me. So uh, yeah, no nobody above five hundred here. But what's tonight's pick? I know there's a ton of games on. Well, we're going with uh, Trey's Chicago Bulls visiting the Los Angeles Lakers tonight. Mm. Lakers back to back games at home after losing to the Spurs are favored by eight and a half over the visiting <laughs> Chicago That's Bulls, tough. who who are feeling themselves as they took care of business on uh, Wednesday night against the Blazers. In Portland, but they continue their road trip. So, who you got? Trey, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'm a little nervous. Uh, seeing the Lakers lose last night, you have to imagine that they will put forth a better effort tonight. That being said, they'll still probably sleep on the Bulls a little bit and try and rope-a-dope them just like they did with the Spurs, in which case I think the Bulls can at the very least keep it close. In reality, I think they're going to win this game. So give me the Bulls <laughs> to nice. cover the spread. Yeah. I'm not guaranteeing a win, but I'm kind of guaranteeing a win. Yeah, they won Tuesday against the Blazers, I should say, and then lost on Sacramento, in Sacramento by four points. So they would have covered a spread. Uh, Skeets, what do you got? Yeah, this is difficult. I'd feel a lot more confident if the Lakers won last night. I, I, I think I would, but, but I am a little bit scared. But again, I watched them play the Grizzlies. They did the same thing. I will take the Bulls to cover as well. I can't believe I'm doing this, but uh, the Lakers just don't care. Again, I mean, maybe they could turn it on tonight. They could turn it on tonight, but I haven't been impressed watching them for three quarters of most of their games, and why would anything change tonight? So they probably get the victory, but uh, I got the Bulls to cover. Lee? Yeah, is this on national TV, this one? Because honestly, Davis or or LeBron might just sit this one out as well, uh, being Mm. being a back-to-back here. Uh, Let me just check that. It is. uh, It doesn't appear to be on national TV. Uh, I'll I'll swerve. I'll take the Lakers. But (laughs) how weird is that, to swerve and take the Lakers to get the Bulls? Honestly, this is a flip of the coin for me, but uh, I'll take the Lakers. Who cares? Okay, so Lakers by nine. I'll go with the Lakers. We got a split here. Okay. Me and Leo take the Lakers. Who knows? Who yeah. friggin' knows? Good luck to all of us somehow. 
<laughs> Let's end this bad boy. Drop podcasts with an old classic segment. It's a little rapid fire fun, gentlemen. Here we go. First one. Brian Windhorse says a blockbuster is coming. NBA teams are going to need a James Harden trade soon. Five Eastern Conference teams are in the mix. The Celtics, Nets, Heat, 76ers, and Raptors. They've all been linked somehow to the disgruntled superstar. But let's get crazy. Come on, let's think outside the box, guys. What's a team that could come out of nowhere to trade for the beard? Tass, why don't you get us started? Well, it's Friday. That article was just published on The Athletic about John Collins being upset with the Atlanta Hawks mere hours ago. It's not like it's coming out of nowhere. I I think they have a lot of players to trade for uh, James Harden. It would be really, really weird. James Harden with Trey Young in a backcourt, but uh, I guess weirder things have happened. Nine years apart, uh, uh, a GM went and got him in 2012 because they thought, well, you got to get a superstar in the Hawks. You know, there hasn't been a superstar here since Neek, really. Uh, so, Travis Schlank, go crazy, man. Oh, my goodness. Atlanta Hawks making a trade for James Harden. See you at Magic City. Uh, what do you got, Trey? <laughs> The Bulls could easily do it. The trade has been out there lingering since the summer. People have been saying, look how easy this is. Zach Levine and Otto Porter for James Harden. Is that enough to entice the Rockets? I don't know. Zach Levine could probably play alongside John Wall as well. And he has looked good to start the season. A bunch of clutch plays down the stretch. And he's a 25-point per game score. The problem is that if you're getting the Bulls picks, they're not going to be lottery picks. They're going to be in the 20s. You know, They're going to be very, very good if they acquire James Harden with the quality talent they already have around them right now i don't think it'll happen but the trade it works it's out there all right i told you to get crazy we got the hawks and the bulls lee what's your third team uh let's get super weird he's going to the timberwolves for anthony edwards i mean the wolves need a star they need someone who can actually get him a few wins give him give up that first round pick on edwards yeah why not why not if you're the wolves hey eh? i mean it's all <laughs> about it's all about just giving your fans some hope even if it's like fake hope so uh yeah he's going okay. to minnesota Wow, you guys are you guys are crazy, man. Uh, we're two and a half weeks into this season. Uh, I don't know if it feels shorter or longer than that to you guys, but what's your biggest takeaway from uh, these two and a half weeks, Tess? Well, the Suns are for real. I mm. picked I picked them as a, a lock for the playoffs preseason, but as the words were coming out of my mouth, I, you know, I couldn't really believe it because they are the Suns, but that. 8-0 mirage uh, that happened. And I guess it's not a mirage. And that 8-0 record that happened in the bubble is not a mirage. And they are top 10 in offense and defense. Offense you could kind of see, but mm-hmm. to be a top 10 defensive team with DeAndre Ayton here uh, in year number three as your backbone, I mean, Chris Paul is just making a huge difference, I think, on that end too. They're just in line. Uh, it's awesome to see the Phoenix Suns working it. Yeah, they're, they're young wings really helping defensively and Bridges and Johnson and stuff like that. Okay, I love that one. What do you got, Trey? The 2020 draft has been better than advertised, and I think it's going to stick around because, like we've been talking about today, Anthony Edwards has had a solid start to the season, looking impressive. LaMelo seems to be figuring it out. James Wiseman is a quality player. Then you got guys like Patrick Williams on the Bulls. Maybe a career role guy, but who knows how he pops. And then there's uh, Tyrese Halliburton, who hit that huge shot against the Bulls and dominated that fourth quarter. And to me, uh, after seeing that, it was like, guaranteed this guy is going to win Rookie of the Year. He looks incredible. He looks like he's been playing in the league for five seasons. This was a draft that everybody had a chance to evaluate for almost a year for such a long time. And I think everybody just kind of nitpicked to death all these rookies and all the things that could go poorly for them. They've been impressive through three weeks of the season. Lili, biggest takeaway. 
JD, cue up the rounders music because it feels like we're playing baseball out there with all these games, teams playing these home-and-home sets against the same team. And it honestly feels like, to me, teams like Philadelphia and Denver and Brooklyn, it feels like they're playing every single night these days. Like, every single night there's a game on featuring at least one of those teams, which is like baseball to me. And also, I feel, maybe I'm not right here, but uh, it feels like baseball is the is the sport with the, the weakest home field advantage, home court advantage, you know, just because they play so many games. And that's kind of what the NBA feels like right now. That home court doesn't seem to have that same impact as it had in, in recent years. So, uh... I think we're, uh, we're playing a little baseball out there. Oh. We're out on the mound. Can you feel that leather? Can you see the leather on the court? It's great. I don't know. <laughs> Was that a, a Canadian playing baseball? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. That's the, old, that's the old man sort of voice of baseball, which I'm trying to put in there. But yeah. You know, feel Skelly. the leather on the court. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball. <laughs> Final one. Uh, we briefly discussed this on yesterday's podcast. When you score 50 points in an NBA game, it's called a 50 burger. Why? I really don't know. Uh, we just call it that, and that's just what it is. I have no idea where it came from. But what about scoring 40 or 60 points in a game? Trey brought this up. They can't all be burgers. So what are they? Well... Pico6262 in our YouTube comments yesterday, he suggested calling them 40 fries and a 60 shake. Not bad, but maybe you guys can do better. So Tass, we got a 50 burger, but do you have a suggestion for either 40 points in a game or 60 points in a game or both? What do you got? Yes. He's thinking about it. Deep <laughs> oh my goodness! Not right at the last second of the show. Okay. Oh my! Oh, 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 back. oh wow! That was a, that was a real weird one right there. <laughs> we went like around the horn, like we're playing baseball. It was like a six-four-three double play. Skeets disappeared, then Lee disappeared, oh. then trade disappeared. You were, you were just frozen for us. Yeah. Oh, that was weird. All right, I'm back in the box. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like Pico, I get it. You, you you combine the the forty with the sixty, so you you fries and the shake. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think they have to stand on their own a little bit better than that, Pico. I think an E forty. I know it's not food, but mm-hmm. E forty, like an easy forty. Okay. Uh, mm. You know, it's, it's simple. Um, I just can't get away from the alliteration of a sexy sixty. So uh, I'll go. I'll go with the sexy sixty spot because it just doesn't happen too often. Okay, Trey, can you do better than Pico or Tass? I don't know. Sexy sixty is very good, uh, but mine is m- less so for scoring. I want to honor something that we've been tracking a lot lately: skeets, rebound highlights. If you have a huge rebounding game, I'm gonna say you got a lot of roast beef because I remember when Arby's would have their five for five dollars. That was like the hugest thing that could happen for a high school student. You'd be like, I gotta go eat five roast beefs. That's a lot of roast beefs. <laughs> oh. If you get 20 rebounds, you're grabbing 20 roast beefs. That's a five pack. I don't know. Uh, but the REB, when I see it, it just it just reminds me of roast beef. Perhaps mm. it's because Joe Mandy. Shout out to him again. He had that Tampa Bay hat that he added roast beef to. So now the beef's just kicking around in my head. But I keep seeing REBs. I keep seeing we got the meats commercials. Yep. You got to combine them. I have never had Arby's. Oh, You're missing I out. I, am I? Yeah, it's delicious. I haven't had an Arby's for a long time, but they got the meats right yeah. now. I think they're having a deal. Uh, five yeah. guys. There's the five of us. We'll go get a, a package of rebounds and slap them around. Get some horsey <laughs> sauce on you. Okay. So so you just to confirm, you said if a guy grabs 20 boards, we're calling it... Uh, 
What, he had an RB game? He, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I don't know how that works actually. Yeah. When you say it, I he don't just, know. He was yeah, just uh, had, a t- had a lot of roast beef. <laughs> yeah, this okay, guy had a lot, a of, roast lot beef. of roast beef. <laughs> yeah, did you? Yeah, did you see Drummond last night? He was gobbling up roast beef. That's oh, I right. love it! I love it. Yeah, that works. Uh, <laughs> Lily, take us home, man. You got anything for uh, uh, you know scoring forty in a game or sixty game or something else like Trey? Yeah, I uh, speaking of uh, Arby's, I think I went to it in. Uh, Toronto when I first arrived there and I had a Montreal smoked meat. Okay. And the guy just kept piling on that meat. I was like, relax, man. I don't need that much meat. Just a few slices. It's so fat, you know? And then he puts the mustard on top and I'm like, I, I, I don't need that much, man. Just take some of those off. But it was good. It was good. But yeah, I wouldn't need any more because it's too fatty and too crappy. But uh, it was Arby's, <laughs> we have too much meat yeah. for too much. Uh, I'm going for, um, you know how we talked about the other day, like 50s and 60s seem a little bit more common these days. Mm-hmm. Well, 40s as well. Like everyone just gets, right. a, 40 gets a 40. We just shrug those off. But back in the day, you know, a 40 was a, was a big score. Like getting a falafel. Like it was a big thing back in the day. But now you can get falafel everywhere. <laughs> So I'm going with a 40 falafel. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, back, in the day, back in the day, it was difficult for you to find a falafel. I don't think saying. I had a falafel until I was like 25. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, I sort of see where you're okay. going. Yeah. Now I've got frozen falafel balls in my freezer. You know, so I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting, yeah. <laughs> I'm going with falafel anytime I want, like a 40 burger or a 40 falafel. <laughs> okay, yeah, you good. can have a burger made out of falafel. <laughs> All right. Great, great suggestions all around. Let's hear from you guys. Can you do better than the guys or Pico? Let us know in the YouTube comments. Tweet at us as well. At No Dunk Saying. All right. Fun show. Great to have the whole band back together like the true Grateful Dead, right? You didn't really see the dead play until you saw everybody in the band. I don't know. Is that a thing they said? Oh, 100%. If you didn't see Jerry, did you even see the dead man? (laughs) No. Definitely not. Um, Accolades. Guys, if you're in the mood, go grab some No Dunks items at nodunks.com. Might have to work on a tie-dye No Dunk shirt. Uh, we got hoodies and shirts and mugs. You got to rep the brand. So go grab stuff at nodunks.com. Treat yourself to an athletic subscription right now. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks where you can sign up for just $3.99 a month for the best damn sports writing in the world. We're always mentioning athletic articles here on the show. So, you know. It'd be uh, helpful probably for you as a listener and watcher if you could go and read them after we address them. Like that Hawks, Trey Collins and... uh um, Trey Collins, yeah, Trey, Collins. <laughs> Trey Young and John Collins uh, article from Kirshner over on The Athletic right now so go grab that theathletic.com slash no dunk so they know that we sent you alright that's it for the drop we will all be back on Monday Tass will have what you need to know on early Monday morning and then the daily podcast oh might have even a little bonus uh uh, video, I guess, right, uh, Lily, coming up this weekend. Is that fair a to say? Very solid bonus video coming up this weekend. Mm. Mm. Okay, okay, <laughs> Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, in high school, Trey's nickname was Curly Flies. Because <laughs> oh no, you know I'm going to go with Arby's. His nickname was Arby's because. <laughs> He lo- he had curly flies. His hair was like, like his hair is curly, and he had a lot of flyaways, flyaway hairs, curly flies. A lot of does. Yeah, a lot of does. Exactly. Shout out to Maxi at Turner Sports. <laughs> Embrace the weekend, people. You could stay.
Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.